We are joined by Kristen Kaza from Reunion and Slow Mo Party and Chicago's Party Mom to take a look back at the year in queer, the LGBTQ plus community. Lots of eventful uh, occasions that were marked by celebrations, marked by uh, retrospectives. And you know what? It was a historical year. Kristen Kaza's in the house. Hey. How are you? I'm good. Happy holidays. Hello. You too. Hey, a happy end of the year. The year in queer, we were, we were just saying, a lot happened. Oh, so much. <laughs> I know. The more I started thinking about it, I was like, damn. But it's worth it to look back and then we can like dust ourselves off and head uh, confidently into 2020. Yeah. I want to start with uh, something huge, the 50th anniversary of the Stonewall riots. Yeah. Uh, in 50 years, uh, the LGBTQ plus movement, uh, the community has made some great strides, but it couldn't have happened if one woman wasn't fed up and threw a brick mm-hmm. in front of a stone wall. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Marsha P. Johnson, Marsha P. Johnson, Sylvia Rivera. Rivera. Yeah, it's it's. How did you uh, commemorate the 50th anniversary of Stonewall? Um, well, so I produced a Pride block party down at Mars Brewing in Bridgeport with the Reader. So that was lots of fun. No, I asked you. I was there. I saw. I know. That's yes, right. You were there. We had a lot of fun with that. We did the Janet tribute, and we had all. Um, LGBT Chicago artists, part of that, Roy Kinsey. And then, you know, we do all kinds of stuff at Reunion. We have a program called Pride and Power where we um, have a variety of programming as a way of bringing community together outside of bars and and nightlife during Pride Month. Yeah. The occasion was especially important uh, to the community, especially in the United States. Uh, 50 years, people you know think that you know the struggle's over we've mm-hmm. we've done this and then that and it's the same and just kind of like the, the in a general civil rights uh conversation it wasn't that long ago oh right no it wasn't and you know it was interesting doing thinking about and reflecting and doing research for this segment today and thinking about like this explosion of visibility in pop culture that we had this year but then these like massive efforts to take us back, you know, way back in time. I mean, you look at like the Supreme, the, the Supreme Court voting on whether LGBTQ folks should be protected in the workplace, um, and that went all the way to the Supreme Court this last October. Um, you know, it's it's wild to have that juxtaposition of the kind of visibility that we're we're gaining, but also um, the the struggles that still exist right now. Kristen Casa is here. Yeah. We're talking about the year in queer 2019 was uh, was a blockbuster of a year. Uh, and I think that it was a great thing uh, that we are able to celebrate Pride uh, every June. I think it's a great thing that we have such a, a massive parade. But I think it's an even better thing mm-hmm. that uh, those celebrations uh, headed out to the south and west sides yeah. this year. Yeah, that was really, really great. They had uh, Pride South Side, which had tons of events that were taking place down on the south side, and that was you know really well attended and got a lot of positive attention this year. I mean, of course, there's always been queer people on the south side, of course, and then also activities and things that are happening, but to have that large scale of efforts in that way. Um, the Reader event was, you know, south was in Bridgeport. There was Tropiteca did their um, event in Ping Tom Park. Um, the Park District had um, Queering the Parks, which was young people putting on um, on Pride events that actually continued to take place. There was another one. There was a ball at Columbus Park Refectory about a month ago. So it's been really great to see 
intentional efforts being put into providing space for um, LGBTQ folks all over the city because you know queer and trans folks are everywhere. They're everywhere, and let's 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 use this opportunity to to say to folks if you were even having an inkling about throwing a pride celebration on the south or west side and you were feeling like maybe people wouldn't appreciate it or show up, I promise you that yes, they will. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Let's talk sports. Okay. I, uh, My limited view <laughs> of sports, but I, we have one thing for sure. We have one thing, and let's, <laughs> let's check it out. Yeah. It's a sellout at the Parc des Princes. Superstars everywhere you look. France and the USA, one of the big hitters, will exit the competition tonight. Rapino ready to fire this in, presumably with pace. No one and all the way in! I get goosebumps every time I hear that because in my head I'm I'm seeing Megan Rapino, pink hair and all, yeah. arms outstretched yeah. with the, the look on her face. Yeah, it, was so awesome. <laughs> it was a great year in queer sports. Megan Rapino and the rest of the women's uh, FIFA team really just doing the dang thing, fighting for women to get equal pay in yeah, sports. Yeah. Uh, but she wasn't the only one. We had uh, some her, her girlfriend in the WNBA. Yeah, It was a great year. What did you think about this? This actually made me pay attention to soccer like I haven't same. since high school. <laughs> yeah, same. No, I think it was so exciting, but I think there was also like the consistency. It wasn't just one moment, the continuation of advocacy and the visibility and also like, you know, a very proud and out and queer woman who is also, you know, more um, androgynous, just all that kind of representation and the sort of unapologetic, you know, fierceness that I think that was, was really awesome and that she and the team really took it upon themselves to actually, like, use this as a platform for advocacy. And she was on the cover of all sorts of magazines as, like, sports person yeah. of the year, yeah, yeah. which only furthered representation in media. Kristen Kaza is here. We're talking the year in queer. Yeah. Uh, been lots happening. We talked about uh, some of the great things that happened, uh, but let's not forget that there's still some people out here that don't want the community to thrive. Talk a little bit about that. We had some folks making some missteps this year. Oh, okay, missteps this year. Well, I mean, I think on a pop culture level, I think that, you know, there's a lot of folks in the community not so thrilled with. Ellen DeGeneres, who defended Kevin Hart's, um, you know, commentary. And, you know, I think people, like, really expect people that are in the leadership position on a level such as Ellen, um, you know, to be able to take a stand. And also her commentary then later about George W. Bush and, and talking about their friendship and, you know, sort of this idea of, like, hands across the aisle. And, you know, I think in 2019 when... We're facing a lot of adversity and people are struggling that it's it's feels really difficult to see that kind of um, behavior from someone who's supposed to be a leader in representing the community and has um, a lot of access. It was disappointing. But, you know, we can't we mustn't dwell. No, not no today. you know, and like with, you know, they're also holding space for the fact that she is 
um, you know, has a lot of responsibility and a lot of pressure. And, and you know, I, can, I, I can't imagine what that is like to be in that position. Um, but I think it's just sort of a signal of the times that people are looking for more representation, that we're, you know, we're beyond a time where just one person, you can't just have one leader. I mean, that's problematic in and of itself. You have to have lots of representation. And then the pop culture landscape this year, there was an explosion really in representation in culture, especially on TV and mm-hmm. music. Music. Um, it's really, I mean, that's pretty exciting. I'm, what I'm most excited about, I was thinking about all the shows that have so much representation of different kinds of queer and trans folks, but I'm really excited about Work in Progress because that is a Chicago show. It has, I think, the most Chicago people that worked on it on any shows shot in Chicago ever. Um, I think it's amazing. And in her words, you know, to have this middle-aged, gray-haired, queer fat dyke as the centerpiece of this story and that they got to tell the way they want to show didn't showtime didn't come in and like mess with it they took it as it was and it's just and she has depression and there's so you know bringing that to the forefront but with humor and i just think it's incredible and i'm really excited about the show pose season three coming out this summer but season two left us left us hanging with so many questions but what a great show so it's so good it's so important the representation and i mean you know it's hard to even imagine this show a few years ago Um, and I think that Billy Porter's been an amazing leader and all the women in the show are absolutely incredible and I'm so glad that Billy Porter is like taking his his platform and really doing a great job with advocacy I hope that there will be continue to be more of space and support and a platform given to the you know the trans women who are on the show the trans um, femme actresses they're all so absolutely incredible but I mean, to have a show like Pose on TV right now is is incredible, and and Billy Porter winning um, the Emmy this year, mm-hmm. so that was you know another groundbreaking watershed moment as um, the first out um, black male um, actor to win, and I don't I'm assuming it was best actor and. Comedy yeah. series, yeah, for for an Emmy this year, so really exciting. Speaking of out black men winning awards, Lil Nas X mm. uh, maybe had the best 2019 of literally anyone yeah. I can think yeah. of. Yeah, probably. Uh, he uh, he went home with MTV Awards with yeah. Country Music Association yeah. Awards, and uh, it's it, like we we talk about Billy Porter, and I guess if people. Uh, haven't you know heard of him before? Pose that may seem like he came out of nowhere. He's been in the oh, in the no, industry for a long weird, time. Yeah. But Lil Nas X literally came Baby. from like the sky. <laughs> the internet, <laughs> like, like like the like Gen Z does. They came from the internet. <laughs> no, this this song and it's 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 one of those songs where I was just like, oh, this isn't for me. This is like for the young kids. And then after the thirtieth time I heard it, I was like, okay, it's my favorite. I love it. That <laughs> was so exciting. I love it every time I see Lil Nas X out there in like a lime green or an. Orange Orange or whatever, bedazzled, you know, yeah. outfit. Just as they say, lion dancing on the haters. You know, no, he came out <laughs> at the end of Pride Month. Yep, uh, and didn't have to. Right. That's the thing. Yeah. Like he could have just ridden this wave of success. But I really do think that him coming out gained him so many more fans than probably walked away from him at that point. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And I think that that's there's 
when I think about representation of this last year, just younger people, Gen Z, younger folks doing this, an amazing job being leaders, being nuanced. And I think that that's what I love so much about Lil Nas X is like the fact that their song and their music is reaching so many people, mm-hmm. but they don't compromise who they are and still have that kind of integrity. And it's fun. Like yeah. the song's fun. They're fun. And I think that, you know, in a year like this year, we, you know, we need those moments. I do want to turn our heads to politics. Yeah. No matter how you feel about the mayor of Chicago, mm-hmm. we cannot ignore the fact that it is worth something that we have a black lesbian yeah, mayor yeah. of the third largest city in the United States. Absolutely. That is really something. Uh, talk about that feeling. Like, you know, her politics, let's sure. let's put those aside for a moment and, and just think about, you know, how momentous this is. Yeah, I think, you know, with Mayor Lightfoot, with Mayor Pete mm-hmm. <laughs> running for office, whether you align with their politics or not, I, I think actually the, the indication that we aren't just voting based on identity politics is a good thing in many ways. It's like saying, you know, we see people as nuanced. We're not seeing them as just a representation of, of their identities that we want to go deeper with understanding and either supporting or challenging our leaders, right? So I think that that's really amazing. And the visibility, of course, that's incredibly powerful um, to be able to see, say, you know, also that we can have people that we aren't necessarily huge fans of, but still have representation that we don't have to be perfect. That when you are, rep, you know, representing minorities, especially multiple layers of minority identities, that you know it's going to take all kinds of of representation. But yeah, I think you know we're we're seeing that now that people are not just voting based on on identity, but really looking to like how are you truly going to advocate for people? And I think that that is really important because we need to be able to we need we need our leaders to walk the walk it's got to be about you know impact not just their image not just what we're seeing on the outside but how they're actually making impact and i i'm very curious to see how 2020 is going to go you know we're kind of brace ourselves here but it has been incredibly powerful i think we can hold space for being grateful for I'm feeling that it's positive to have such diverse representation and candidates, both for president, in this case for mayor, you know, it came down to Tony Preckwinkle and and um, Lori Lightfoot. I mean, that's pretty powerful mm-hmm. from a representation standpoint and that we only want to see that um, continue and that we want to hold all of our leaders accountable and not just stop at, you know, representation. That was The Year in Queer with Chris and Kaza. You can visit at Slomo Party. That's S-L-O-M-O, party. And uh, you can follow Kristen Kaza at Kristen Kaza all across the internet. (laughs) Thank you so much for joining me.